is there is there any sort of particular areas in the com commodities market at the moment? I know you cover a wide gamut of it, but is there anything sort of at the moment that you think is a really exciting area that you're you're quite quite pumped up about? So there's the two short-term um, commodities that I'm most interested in, and there's a couple of long-term ones that I think are really excited over exciting over the years to come. The two short-term ones, they're not popular, but it's actually... Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the megatrends and opportunities reshaping our world. Good morning and welcome to this special edition of Exponential Investor. Uh, as you can see, we are sending out a video today instead of regular written editorial on a Monday. And that's because something very special is occurring here at Exponential Investor. Uh, as you might see, I am joined today by somebody new and that somebody new is Shay Russell. Uh, and Shay is going to be joining us here at Exponential Investor. Uh, going to be contributing uh, twice a week uh, to our publication, and you'll see more of her uh, on our podcasts and hear from her around the place. So what I wanted to do today was to introduce you to Shay and uh, have a bit of a chat with her about what she does, what she focuses on, and what she's going to be bringing to Exponential Investor. So Shay, thank you for joining us today. It is fantastic to have you on board. Thanks, Sam. It is great to be on board. Now, for people that may have just picked up, Shay is a uh, fellow countryman of mine. Uh, we are both Australians, um, so it's it's a bit like a it's a it's a sort of Aussie takeover of the uh, of the British over here. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, we, we we like to we like to share things and ideas. But for again, most people won't know, but um, Shay and I have actually worked together now for a long time. Is it what, like maybe eight, nine years or something, I think? Nine years. I met you when I came back from maternity leave with my youngest. So nine That's years. Right. Yeah. So we, we started working together out in Australia uh, with uh, an international affiliate of ours um, known back then as Port, Port Phillip Publishing, now known as Fat Tail Media. Uh, and Shay and I have been, you know, writing about investment ideas and, um, you know, looking at the markets and, and covering all sorts of different things. Um, and, and as I said, working together for a long time. So I know Shay very well. I know where she comes from and what her specialities are. But uh, I think it's best that perhaps, Shay, you tell our viewers and listeners yourself, what is it that you're bringing to EXI? What's your background and what you're, what you're really going to be looking at and focusing on uh, in the markets for our readers? Look, I'm uh, super excited to come on board and I believe I'm coming on board at the perfect time because I am going to be coming on as a commodities writer for Exponential Investor. However, I'm not a doom and gloom commodities writer. <laughs> no. I'm a boom and there's only good times ahead commodities writer. Um, basically, I'm really excited I see about the opportunities presenting uh, in the commodities market uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one of them is basically our tech-heavy future Mm. that uh, is coming up. You know, none of our tech future technology can be built without the stuff that's under the ground, uh, but also it's sort of being turbocharged by the energy transition as well. Because again, none of this en energy transition can happen without resources. So basically I'm coming on board to spread the word and also because I'm a little bit of a geology nerd, hopefully uh, teach a little bit of rock stuff along the way. Now that that is very interesting because I've I've heard you've been doing a bit of study in the field of geology recently. 
Yes. So sometime at the end of 2019, I was at yet another mining conference and uh, this gentleman explained how the ore body looked underneath in the rock. And he explained the gold ore body as he said, he imagined the gold in the rock looked like uh, a school of fish swimming through. Right. And, you know, that basically that was two PhDs and 20 years of study to be able to make that simple explanation. And I thought to myself, it would be so cool if I could trans- uh, translate really complex rocks into something that I immediately could visualize. So come 2020, a fantastic year, as we all recall, <laughs> I went back to school as a mature age student to study geology. It's been great. I, I love it. I, I can tell you super cool rock facts but the problem is most people don't want to know them yeah well you know it's it's fascinating i find it fascinating because as you know i'm a a massive nerd so i do i do find all of those sorts of things interesting when uh, a mining company pulls out drill samples and they go through all the technical explanation of what it is i'm no geologist but it certainly sounds like you are now so that's good because i can now um, ask you a million and one questions when we're looking at a whole bunch of different uh mining and, and minerals and, and and ore bodies and we need to pick that apart I, I i do have i do wonder though as a as a mature age student going back to to study like that do you still get um what in australia we call o week but here in the uk they call freshers week <laughs> <laughs> well they might have had o week but it happened i started my first week of study was the first of march 2020 uh and that was just when the world started imploding on itself so i never okay, quite got right. up to yeah. uh 2020 but also too i'm a mother of two children now i wouldn't partake <laughs> in o week <laughs> but i've still got about four years to go so there's uh, it's a long time before i can whack the geologist tag on there well i'll tell you what it's almost perfect time because i think it's it's almost though you perfectly timed the bottom of the 2020 crash to start uh, <laughs> to start further education, which is actually, as you say, an absolute perfect time. But um, this idea of, um, like you said before, um, that our tech-heavy future, none of that gets made without digging stuff up out of the ground. Um, it's, it's as simple as that, is it? And we, we've discussed this previously uh, in Exponential Investor and, and written about it occasionally, but obviously need to and going to hear about it a lot more from yourself as well. But Every everything you know, I, I look around my office here, and you know, there's you know a camera here and a phone here and headphones here and a speakers there, and all of it is made from something. And inside there are you know wires and and batteries and uh, uh, semiconductors and a whole bunch of different stuff. That when you break it down into its simplest form, it all comes from minerals and resources and commodities. And so it is such an integral part of. What we, we look at here at Exponential Investor, the big opportunities around, you know, where investors can put their money into, you know, tech-focused opportunities, but also just how the world evolves and how we move forward with different types of communication and networking and consumer products and devices. And there's a lot to get down about. And I know certainly, like you said before, there's it, it seems that a lot of the commodity uh, coverage that, that we get is sort of a reaction to the doom and gloom. But... Uh, the optimistic tilt, the opportunities behind it, I think, are really exciting. Is there is there any sort of particular areas in the com- commodities market at the moment? I know you cover a wide gamut of it, but is there anything sort of at the moment that you think is a really exciting area that you're you're quite quite pumped up about? So there's the two short-term um, commodities that I'm most interested in, and there's a couple of long-term ones that I think are really excited over, exciting over the years to come. The two short-term ones, they're not popular, but it's actually oil and coking coal. Um, yeah. Basically, look, oil, while we are absolutely moving to a new, uh, relying on a new form of energy, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a very slow penetration for that to 
for, for oil to no longer be such an integral part of our society. So I do believe that there's a lot of opportunities in oil. Um, and the reason why I do think that is we're seeing a lot of smaller companies snap up, snap up assets that major oil miners are ditching. So they're still seeing value in those companies. So there's certainly something to be said for that. Coking coal is simply because there is no other way to make steel without it. Now, um, and, that, and that's one of the most important things, you know, we're looking at the industrialization and the urbanization of major countries, major continents like Africa, India, and to a lesser extent, China, that none of that industrialization can happen without steel, and it will require vast amounts of coking coal to make that happen. So there's enormous um, things to get excited about there. However, a story I recently discovered, I'm quite excited to explore is hydrogen's role in mm. scrap steel. Now, this is right. something quite new. Um, I, I don't even have a lot of research to discuss right now, but there's a little thread I'll be following. Uh, however, my two, my, well, my three favourite long-term plays, uh, I should say, are all metals. It's copper, silver and platinum. Um, I mean, copper, as you were talking about before with the computer, it, every single bit of wiring has copper in it. It, n none of the electrification of the world can happen without copper and silver to a lesser extent. Um, silver is a superior electrical con um, conductor. Uh, the only problem is it costs too much compared to copper. <laughs> Copper's a lot cheaper compared to silver. Uh, and silver, you know, has been an industrial metal for so long. But as the energy transition speeds up, and I think, I know you hate this phrase, uh, the internet of things, <laughs> yeah, everything becomes more, that's a reaching back into my brain there for our old times working together. As our as we become more connected via the internet and electricity, silver will play an integral role in that. Um, and also too, there's reasons to get really excited about the opportunities in silver because I read a paper written in 2016 that talked about how if we are going to meet the energy targets by 2050, there is not, as of today, there is not enough known silver resources to make that energy transition so one of the things is either the price needs to go up to encourage um you know companies to go out looking for it or the price needs to go up to encourage people to scrap silver and i didn't touch on uh, platinum but platinum's very much part of the hydrogen economy yeah i knew that the hide the idea idea around the hydrogen economy and and the the opportunities that are coming out of that sector is something that, that I've been looking at uh, for a little while as well. It's interesting to to hear it, as you say, used um, in the idea of scrap metals as well. So that's that's certainly something I'm, I'm very interested in, in chasing up and I'm, I'll pick your brains about it, I'm sure, <laughs> coming forward. Because interestingly enough, I um I recently even just saw, it seems like, Seems like the idea around repurposing and recycling scrap metals is something that it's not it's not new, but it certainly don't I don't think has necessarily got the attention that it it deserves around ways of managing e waste and and making sure that the the all the devices that we do have that are no longer functional or useful can be reused to to power the future. So, for example. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about actually how uh, modern smartphones, how everyone's got a phone case on them, right? So I've got a phone case on mine. I, I assume you've, you've got kids, so you've probably got a phone case on your phone as well, right? Yeah. Um, but we were like, well, why can't phone companies make a phone that doesn't need a case? And then I, I kind of got along to the idea of my favorite phone of all time was the Nokia 5210. It was like this oh. rugged little thing with like rubber around it. You could literally turf it at a stack of bricks and the thing wouldn't break <laughs> or douse it in water and it'd be fine. 
And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I should get one of those, right? I should, I should, I should bring it out of retirement. And then I realized that it's only 2G capable. So it's this little device that is now 100% useless because 2G networks are just switched off. So I've got this great little thing that is nothing more than a paperweight, but it's a piece of technology that's got a lot of bits and pieces inside it that could be recycled and reused. And as we continue to move forward through the years, I mean, I've got, I've got like, there's like behind here, there's about another five smartphones that I just don't use anymore. And again, they're just expensive paperweights, but inside all of them is valuable, useful metals that could be recycled. Granted, that probably now makes me feel bad that I haven't recycled them actually. Anyway, that's a side, that's a side story. <laughs> but this idea about recycling technology, I think is a really big one that hasn't really been explored properly and I, I, the opportunities in it I don't think maybe have been unpicked the way they should but it's something I'm, I'm certainly keen on and it's great to hear that that's something you're focused on as well. Yeah look even though I like the stuff that's underground I also like to use the stuff that it's above ground and I heard somebody from god I'm, I don't want to butcher it with my Australian accent but somebody <laughs> from SockGen talk about how it's it's not recycling anymore but it's towards uh, circularity. It's right. no longer because basically we've got to the point where the resources are getting harder and harder to extract and they're costing much more than they ever did before, which is why we're, it, there's more incentive to recycle your Nokia 5210s, your hoarder. I can't believe you've still got that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we didn't have the incentive there for that time, but, you know, yeah. get, get extracting these resources is costing more and more money. Um, we don't want to do that anymore. So, the, uh, you know, there's been drastic improvements in what we can extract it's got to remember too for a long time there those tiny bits of metal in spite of the fact that there's like 64 rare elements in there it wasn't worth retrieving them yeah. because prices have gone up it's now now it's actually worth investing in the technology to retrieve those metals and you know move towards circularity yeah it's a really interesting point about the economics around trying to recover them that didn't work that now do work because interestingly of technologies that we can develop to make it work to make it economically <laughs> yeah. viable it's it but that's how the world works and and that's what we love to explore and pick apart here at exponential investor and it's as i say it's great to have somebody of, of your caliber uh, on board with us now and and certainly looking at how the the commodities and, and metals and minerals and mining sectors all contribute to to the world that we live in today and we will be living in tomorrow um so that's probably enough for today. We we like to keep our uh, our videos nice and short for our readers and viewers. Um, but as I say to everybody, uh, on behalf of I'm sure of all our readers, welcome to Exponential Investor and South Bank Investment Research. Um, we look forward to doing more of these. And uh, as I said, everyone, you'll be able to see Shay's writing and, and she'll be contributing to Exponential Investor. I believe this Thursday, you'll be hearing from Shay. She'll have something fascinating to uh, to write to you about, I'm sure. And uh, you'll be hearing from her regularly ongoing and seeing her uh, as we do here on the Exponential Investor Podcast. So anyway, thanks again, Shay, so much for joining us today and telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're looking at. Uh, look forward to seeing more of your work and uh, having more of these chats. And as for everybody watching and listening to us today, thanks again for your attention and uh, tuning in. We'll be back again with you nice and soon, so keep an eye out for it then. Bye for now.